Welcome to the Christian Center's Sermon of the Week. And like for the last couple of weeks, the Lord's been speaking to me a lot about intimacy. Seeking Him without any agendas, without anything, without wanting anything in return, but to know Him deeply. And now for the last couple of weeks, I've been suing God in prayer. God's been telling me to pray, to pray and pray and to pray and just to seek Him. And so I've been doing that. And for the last few weeks, God has really been showing me some awesome stuff that there's so much in Him. There's so much fulfillment and there's so much peace to know Jesus. And looking to today, when we talk about the death of Jesus and what He did for us on the cross, the sacrifice that He made, I saw the work of that when I was in a, at a conference a couple of weeks ago where I saw thousands of people worshipping Jesus freely. And I was reminded about the goodness of God. About His precious sacrifice. There's not just something that we celebrate on a day called Easter, but it's something we remember daily because He saved us through that sacrifice. And I'm so honored and privileged to be saved. And I'm so thankful for what Jesus has done in my life. And in this pursuit of intimacy with the Lord, he says, Laurent, that's what I want you to focus on. On communion. About bringing it back to him. Because the church has missed it a bit. In the last few years, maybe longer. We've made it about our agendas and our structures and all these different things. And we've taken our eyes off Jesus. We've taken our eyes off the cross. When the cross is something that changed our lives. It made us love people. That Jesus came to die for us so that we could be free. Amen. Amen. To know him deeply. When last did we just pursue Jesus just to know him? When last did we wake up saying, Lord, I want to spend time with you because I want to know you deeply. In Matthew 6 verse 33, it says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given as well. And just to understand that Jesus didn't just die so that we could come to church on a Sunday morning, sit down, listen to some songs, hear a preacher, but he died so that we could be free. Free from death. Free from sin. So that we could have a relationship with him for eternity. That this isn't the end. That when we give our lives to Jesus, it's the beginning of something new. And it's time we made it about Jesus again. It's time we remember the table. It's time we remember communion. Because it's intimacy with Jesus that changes our lives. It's knowing Him. And it's been so, it's been gripping my heart for the last month about communion and intimacy with Jesus. Because He paid the price, He stood in the gap for us. And that's what I love about Good Friday, that it's all about Him. It's all about the cross and it's all about what He did for us on that day. Because we are nothing without Him. Because the reality is this, we are broken people, lost. We live in an evil and an unjust world. You can turn on the news, read your newspaper and you can see how evil the world is. How it's even getting worse, how people are murdering, raping, and we see how the devil is running amok in our everyday lives. We see a world that's becoming selfish. It's all about me. 
and I, but through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, to all those that believe, through his sacrifice on the cross, through the bloodshed, we have been redeemed. And we have been saved by his grace. No one is perfect. All of us have sinned. In Romans 2 verse 23 to 24 it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are all justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. We have all sinned and we have all fallen. But through Christ we are saved. But like I said, the sad thing is we've taken our eyes off the cross. We've taken our eyes off the cross, the thing that saved us. When we look to the cross and when we look to Jesus, we look to a savior. And we've got to bring it back to him. We've become stagnant. And that's why the Lord's been talking to me so much and saying, Laurent, it's time that the church remember, remember me. It's time that it becomes about me again. He didn't just die so that one day we go to heaven and now we live the lives we want to live. He came, he came and he died so that we, one, we can be free and two, so that we can bring heaven to earth so, we can, so that we can be the light in this dark world. Because even though the world is getting darker, even though the devil is running amok, I believe that the church has a place in Jesus. That through intimacy with the Father, we will bring the light to the world. We'll bring the message of the gospel that Jesus died so that people can be free. It's all about him. And through his Holy Spirit, we can be the light of the world. But everything has to begin with intimacy. And everything has to begin with the cross. And this is something that it took me a while to understand. To understand the cross, to understand what Jesus actually did for me on the cross. That I'm actually saved by grace. <laughs> that nothing I could do to work or earn, I could never earn it. But it's a free gift. I, it took me years, years to understand that I can't earn my salvation. In Ephesians 2 verse 8 to 9, it says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and that is not from yourselves, but it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. You can never earn your salvation. It can't be worked. No amount of good deeds will save you. It's only by his grace. And when we look to the cross, we look, we look to what he did on the cross and the price that he paid so that we could be free. So we could take the pressure off of ourselves thinking that we can do it. And this was a revelation, something that I had to realize because I strived to earn God's love. For years I strived. But then when I started to focus on Jesus and intimacy with him, I realized that it's through his blood. It's through the finished work of what he did on the cross that I'm saved. He paid it all. And a lot of us are living like we still need to earn that salvation. When in fact all we need to do is seek him. Because the work is finished. There's no longer anyone on that cross. Isn't that awesome? A scripture that hit me this week, I was reading in Isaiah 53 verse 3. It reminded me of the weight of his sacrifice. 
It says, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Now, a lot of people, we look to the story of Jesus on the cross and we think, man, God came to earth and he just died. But we realize that Jesus was also fully man. And that he was pierced for our transgressions. That he took those nails, he took the whooping and the pain so that he could save us. And it's by his wounds that we are healed. You're healed if you give your life to Jesus. You're no longer lost, but you're a son or daughter of Christ. You're with him. You don't ever, ever have to earn it or work for it. But you just need to come to him. You need to come sit at his feet. And let him change your heart. It's only through Christ. It's only through that intimacy with him. And when I read this, I realized the weight of the sin. In the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 22, verse 39 to 44, um, I'm going to read the scripture. It says, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, where the Garden of Gethsemane is, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, and says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. And an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. Guys, he was literally sweating blood. Literally sweating blood. Jesus realized the weight of what he was about to do. He understood the price of what he was in, about what he was going to pay and he understood what he was about to endure. He knew the sacrifice. And when I read that, it was like a new revelation because I realized that in that moment, Jesus said, not my will, but yours. And how kind is God that he was willing to come to earth to die for you and for you and for you. That's how much he loves us. Now, if you go into the book of Matthew, we relate in the same story. Um, after Jesus had been praying in the garden, when Judas came to betray him, um, and after wanting to arrest Jesus, the disciples wanted to defend him, right? And a fight started happening. And after Jesus calmed the situation, he says this. In chapter 26, verse 33. Do you think I cannot call on my father? And he will at once, at my disposal, more than 12 legions of angels. Sorry, but he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legion, legions of angels. But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled and that say it must happen in this way? And when I read the scripture, I started realizing, at his disposal, he could have sent angels down and he could have ended it. But because of his love and his grace, for us, undeserving people, he decided to die. Isn't that a crazy, crazy revelation about the goodness of God and the kindness of Jesus? That at his disposal, he could have sent angels. But he said, no, not my will, but yours. 
the will of the Father because he was one with the Father. It was intimacy. It was intimacy with him. And that's why the Lord is speaking to me so much about intimacy. I realize how good the Father is that he sent us Jesus to do what he did when he could have sent an army of angels. He instead decided to die for us. He did the will of the Father. And the scripture that blew me away was this. I'm going to read from the book of Hebrews 12 verse 1 to 2. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. And this is the part that I want to emphasize. Verse 2, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Guys, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Jesus found it joyful to die for you. Even though he was in anguish and he was sweating blood, he considered it joy because you were his mission. He died for you so you could be free. So that you can have a relationship with him. In a world that's broken. In a culture where we're seeing that people hate God, hate the church. He died for those people as well. He died for the people that would one day reject him. Because that's how kind he is. And that's how good he is. He prayed earnestly. To do the will of the Father. And when I read that, I was mind blown because I realized the sacrifice and the weight of what He did on the cross. We endured it, but He considered it joy. He considered it joy to die for you. And as we look back to the table of communion, as we look back to intimacy with the Father, how many of us are striving to receive that love? How many of us are, are trying to acquire the love of God? We try so hard every day to please Him when we already have the, our relationship with Him, when we've received Him into our lives. And Jesus is saying, Laron, it's time to look to me. I'm the one that's going to cleanse you. No matter how dirty you are sitting in this room, no matter what sin you've committed, big or small, Jesus died for you. He died for you so you could be free. And that's what I want to talk about today. I remember a couple of years ago, when I stopped following Jesus, I backslid, and I wasn't interested in God anymore. I decided I just, the devil got hold of me and I decided, to, I decided to walk away from Jesus. I remember I spent two years chasing after the world, materialistic things, constantly pursuing it, thinking that I'm going to find happiness and fulfillment in the world. And in, the, in those moments when I didn't want him, he chased after me. When I decided to reject Jesus, he came after me. 
because he loved me. Even when I didn't want him, I ran fast and I ran hard. Really, I did. But he pursued me because he loved me. And in John 3 verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but will have eternal life. Guys, God loves you so much that he was willing to die for you. That he was willing to die for you. So that he could be with you. So that he can have that relationship with you. To know him deeply. And when we, and when we, when we remember the table, when we remember communion, on this day, when we remember what Jesus did for us on the cross, let's be reminded of his goodness, his faithfulness, because he's a good God. He's a good God that sweated blood. He was pierced for our transgressions. Pierced. He died on a cross. One of the worst ways to die in history. To lay on a cross. He decided to die for us. Because he loved the world so much. Now before, before Jesus was taken and was arrested, he, he had the Last Supper with his disciples. And you know what I love about the story about the, about the Last Supper? Is what one of the last things that he did with his disciples is that he had a meal with them. He decided to eat with them. And it speaks of relationship. It speaks of intimacy. The table. Where he decided that he's not going to do some great sermon on a mountain. But he wants to have a meal with his disciples. And in Mark 14, verse 22-24, it says there, While they were eating, Jesus took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it. This is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them. And they all drank from it. And he said, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. He said to them, Truly I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. He said, do this in remembrance of me. And today, I want us to remember what Jesus did for us. A significant moment in history. And when we, when we, and when we take up communion, I don't want you to just do it because this is what we're doing today. I want you to do it because you want to remember the goodness of God. His faithfulness. His love for us. That sent Jesus down so that he could die. Isn't God good? Isn't he so, so good? That's what I was reminded of this week. He's good. He's a good and faithful father. And for the ones that don't know Jesus in this room, Jesus loves you. He died for you. 
even though maybe you've been curious or you don't know him, the, the Father loves you. The cross was for you too. So that you could be with him for eternity. It's the beginning of a completely new adventure. My life has been changed by Jesus. Completely changed. And like I said, I don't have to put pressure on myself to try and be the perfect Christian. But because of the work of the cross and what Jesus did, I am free and I am his. So as we get ready to take communion, I want to remind you guys again to remember him. To take this time to thank Jesus for what he's done on the cross. To thank Jesus for all the good that he's done in this world. And that intimacy with him is what we want. We want to pursue him. Church, let's become a church that loves him deeply. That seeks first his kingdom and his righteousness so that we can be the light of the world. So that we can, so that we can be one with the Father. I promise you guys, when we seek him first, peace, joy, love will follow. It will follow because he's good. It is finished. Amen. Can we pray? Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that you loved us so much, Lord, that you're willing to send your son to die for us. And it's not because of our goodness or because we are good enough, but it's because of you. Simply because you're a good God and you're a good father that loves us, that you loved us so much that you're willing to send your son. We're so grateful, Lord, for your mercy and for your grace. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did on the cross. Father, I pray as we take up communion, Lord, I pray that we will remember you, not just today, but every day. We will remember the work that you did on the cross. I pray that you remind everyone in this room that it's finished. They don't have to work or earn their salvation. But by your blood, by your sacrifice, it's been paid. It's done. We honor you, Jesus. And we love you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you work in the hearts of those that don't know you. They'll have a revelation of the love of God. The love that saved me. The love that saved so many in this room. I pray that today they will know you. And I even pray for those that have been Christians for years. That maybe have become a bit stagnant. I pray, Lord, that this will be a start of something new, Father, that they will pursue intimacy with you, that they'll seek first your kingdom and your righteousness, Lord. But thank you, Father, that your grace is so big and wide that we can just come to you just as we are. We love you, Lord. We honor you, Jesus. We remember the sacrifice. Thank you, Jesus.